fossil. Only the Toshi station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And the day is finally here, October 30th. It's the day of The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 1. Actually, they're just calling it Episode 9. Um, so I guess they're just continuing the numbers of episodes throughout the series. I don't know. It seems One weird, long but story. whatever. What's that? One long story. Yes, of course. So, uh, and we both watched it. Um, I normally wouldn't have watched it during the day, to be honest. If I'm going to be like, I probably would have watched it after work tonight or something like that. But uh, we wanted to record the podcast and get it up in a timely fashion. So uh, that's why I took some time out of my day, my lunch hour, and watched it. What, t- what When did you watch it? First thing this morning? Early in the morning. And, uh, <laughs> of course. And uh, I'd, I, I don't necessarily want to watch it early in the morning every time. I think I did last time, but... Um, I, then I re- ended up always rewatching it in the evening where I could really enjoy it. Um, but, uh, so I, I sort of have that feeling. It's like that feeling when you don't get good sleep before a Star Wars movie and you're just like, uh, like, just, I just want to see it already. Mm. And then you watch it and you're like, uh, and it was almost a blur. It goes by so fast. So I have, I have a bit of that going on right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I just finished watching it like just a few minutes ago, so it's still yeah. pretty fresh in my mind, but I'm sure there are things that I missed that I can rewatch and, and, uh, and pick up the second time around or third time around. Um, so let's start with some non-spoilery thoughts on what we thought of the first episode of season two. And then of course we'll give a bit of a spoiler warning in case you guys haven't watched it yet and, and go, I mean, obviously go watch it that we're not, we're, we're going to recommend it's good. Right, I think overall we're both happy with oh, how yeah. it was. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it's good. Watch it and then come back and listen to the conversation after you've watched it for the spoiler-filled uh, conversation. Um, so, what do you think? Initial thoughts, spoiler-free. Well, it's a momentous day in Star Wars fandom, is all I'll say. If we're talking about uh, spoiler-free, I'll leave it at that, and I'll say it's. Uh, so, for that reason, this day will go down in history as something, and it will also. Um, and it's so weird because this second season, actually, we waited a long time, but it seems so fast. And so watching it again today, I just picked up right where it left off, and it didn't even seem like there had been that much of a gap, to tell you the truth. So I enjoy, I really enjoyed what I saw. As usual, I am blown away by the production standards in there. Um, you know, there might have been one or two things that me, if I was a real ogre, that I would... That I would uh, you know, nitpick about. Oh, I've got a couple of things. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I don't care. If I've I was an ogre, I would nitpick a, a few things. You are an but ogre. I'm well, ge- I, we are both ogres. That, in this to case. me, We're the critics. general sweep of this is yes, please, and I'll take more. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if, again, it's same as the first season. It feels like a Star Wars movie. Uh, it feels like we're watching another continuation of a Star Wars film, and it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, lots of unexpected. Uh, twist. It, it was. It, it did remind me of. I mean, because this is a Tatooine-centric episode. There's a lot of things to love here because there's a lot of familiarity with uh, from the original film. Mm-hmm. A lot of things from the original film from Tatooine that we we've known for many many years. Is, is that, that itself came... a spoiler, by the way? I don't think so. That's okay. that's there. I mean, that's something that we knew from the trailer that he was going to go to Tatooine, so it ends up being in the first episode. Yeah. So I don't think that's a tr- that's a spoiler so much. Um, and yeah, like I, I really I do enjoy it. I I think you're right about the. Uh, I didn't rewatch it. I did end up rewatching the the first season. I hadn't had time, mm-hmm. but it it recapped it really quickly. And I was like, okay, yeah, I remember where we're at. Like it, it it's not a complicated story. That's what I like about it. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get the child back to his people. And now well, that wasn't. 
the first season was all about him just protecting the child. Now he's actually got a mission to bring the child back to uh, wherever he came from, and he's trying to do that through a, kind of a network of Mandalorians or whatever, I guess, is the idea. Right? So very, very cool stuff. They say as much in the trailer. Yep. And the beginning of this episode is all trailer. It's trailer heavy. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. So I guess we'll get into the spoilers. That's, I don't have anything else to say that's not spoiler filled. Uh, I don't let think. me just think for a second. Do I have any more <laughs> non-spoiler things that I can say? Um. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. I want to say I was very. Oh no, wait a sec. Is this a spoiler? Yeah, it probably is. Ah, forget. I, I, I have no confidence in myself to. <laughs> to say something like if I would have said Tatooine, I'd be beating myself up right now. So, so let's let's just warn people. All right, and just and just watch warning. the damn thing already. And yeah. uh, and and if if you don't watch it soon, you know, the on the internet will wreck it for you because it's all trending. Yeah, and then it's gonna be, and it, I feel like it's gonna be the same as it was last year, where there's gonna be a conversation about it every week as it's dropping. Uh, they're gonna be successful. Uh, where the boys was not, the boys did not really successfully do that when they released it once per week. Where, but whereas this show, we're used to it being once per week, so yeah. there's no change for us. Um, and so every week we're going to be talking about this on Fridays. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the this, the uh, as the story opens um, as he walks into the boxing match or not boxing match, so to speak. It's a it's a battle. It was weird. It was not what I thought it was going to be based on the trailer. So we have these two uh, Gamorians fighting each other. Uh, in a well, ring that looks very much like a boxing ring or a wrestling ring. Before like we a, even get there, though, did you look at the graffiti? I love the graffiti. I thought that was so cool. C-3PO is in there. Yeah, I saw that. I saw 3 yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think it's a Stormtrooper and not R2-D2, but I did not pause it. I just let it go Okay. By. Yeah, I, th- I think that, the, again, those these are the little yeah. details that we love about this show. It, yeah. it tells us, like, like just graffiti on the walls of a... of a, And that's not on Tatooine. I don't know where that is, where he, he goes to that... Um, did they say? I don't think so. Huh. Uh, they may say it said at the end of the last season, but anyway, like it's on a different planet. But there's this tat, this there's this graffiti kind of telling the story of Star Wars, and it's it's cool. It's cool to see like street art and what people would have um, vandalized property with, I guess, vandalism in the Star Wars universe. I, I loved yeah. it. I thought it was great, great art direction and great, uh, and it looked awesome. I kept wondering if that was a known artist that they got to do it. Yeah, I it, wonder. It must be. Yeah. Maybe it's even in the credits. Probably the people are like just. I mean, as we learned, there's a cameo in this uh, in this episode. I'm sure we're gonna get that in every episode. Some some famous person who wants to be in a Star Wars thing, uh, wearing a lot of makeup, which is what we got in this one. Yeah. Um. So then he goes into this uh, yeah, this match, this fight uh, between two Gamorians, and he's meeting up with this one-eyed guy, the Cyclops man. I don't know his name. Um, to get some information because he wants to know where the other Mandalorians are. That's his whole thing now. He's he's looking for other Mandalorians who can help him find the planet that Baby Yoda is from, um, which is kind of a weird way of going about it. But I guess he has no other choice. I don't know. Like why? Again, why can't he just go find Luke? Right? Why wouldn't Luke be able to help him in this case? Um, well, he doesn't know. I guess. Yeah, I guess he doesn't know. He doesn't know anything about the Jedi. Right. He doesn't know anything about Yoda or Luke or anything. Surprisingly, I think that's a bit surprising to me, but. Whatever. Um, so then he goes in there and, and uh, tries to cut a deal and and is quickly uh, uh, betrayed, which happens pretty much every episode in this series. He makes a, he makes a deal with somebody in good faith and then gets betrayed. Uh, and then he kicks everyone's ass. That's a great scene. Good fight. Oh, yeah. Like, just great. Like, in the first five minutes, we have a great fight with him and a bunch of people. And then uh, he tracks down that uh, one-eyed guy and... 
gets the information from him. It's Tatooine. He has to go back to Tatooine. The one-eyed guy is, uh, who is that again? Was that John Leguizamo? I think so. Okay, that's, that's, I wasn't sure if it was him or if it was the bartender that was him. Oh, geez, but, now but, I, no, I he, think it's one-eyed guy. Yeah, you're right, because in the, it says, uh, uh, at the very end it said, um, in order of appearance, like, like the right. actress, and, and the second person to appear was John Leguizamo, which would be the one-eyed guy, not, uh, not the bartender at, uh, at the, in, in Tatooine. So, I wonder who right. played the bartender then, because that guy was good too. Um, that was Weequay from uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> was Weequay. it? Yeah, yeah. He calls him Weequay. Oh, does he really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't he realize does... it was the same guy. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting species. ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, yeah. Please keep going. So then um, he finds out that the, he this guy tells him there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine. He's like, okay, let's go back to Tatooine. And uh, we see Amy Sedaris and her awesome little pit box um goofing around a little slapstick humor reminiscent of the uh the uh the prequels uh there with those little guys well, i and this is what i was gonna say in the non-spoiler was that i was so delighted to see amy sedaris's character again and she's basically playing ripley like a low rent ripley is who she who they have her dressed up as and i like the um if you ever want to get rid of this little guy i'll buy him off you or whatever she's like just kidding but not really mm-hmm. uh, like that's great i yeah. love that stuff yeah she's a fun character and i I, yeah, I like how she's like absolutely there's not going to be any fight with her and the mando whatsoever like it's just a nice <laughs> he accepts her for her goofiness and she accepts him he accepts, accepts the droids him. though too which is different probably because yeah. of experience with uh the IG droid there and um yeah in the last season so now he doesn't hate droids as much as he used to um and then he goes off to find uh, he he bores her speeder bike and goes off to what was it moss what was it called oh that was a weird one uh, uh moss i don't remember the name of it moss it was, Pete, uh, moss something starts with a p i yeah, think yeah it's a different it's a, never it's heard like, it before yeah it, it was clearly they said oh it's not on the map it's not anywhere um uh, but it's this it's this town this mining town out in the middle of nowhere on Tatooine, so there's Moss. I mean, they show Moss Eisley. Moss Espa is another town, and this one's Moss something or other that we can't remember. Yeah. So he heads on the, out that way. Lots of great shots of him on the on the speeder bike, um, um, you know, going out there. And then he arrives and quickly finds out. That's where we see the bartender, and we quickly find out that um, the guy he's looking for is the Marshal. And that's the, I think that's the title of this episode, isn't it? The Marshal. Yeah, and yeah. not only is he the marshal, but we read about him. You and I did yeah. in the only Star Wars novel that we have read in the last <laughs> in the last fifteen years or whatever, more or less. And oh no, I guess I read also read Force Awakens, but in Star Wars Aftermath, that's Cobb. Did they mention him? Yeah, I couldn't remember. I know they refer to the armor, but I didn't know if they mentioned him. Yeah, so, and, they and, do. And of course, the the uh, the reveal here is that he's wearing Boba Fett's armor, and it looks awful on him. I gotta say, he looks so stupid with that on. Skinny Boba. <laughs> he's like, come on, man, it doesn't even fit him. It's like, come on. Um, and he's just and that, he doesn't that's have part the, of the fun. What's that? Part of the fun. I just love that. Yeah, he doesn't have the pants of it. He's yeah. just got like the chest plate, the backpack, and the helmet, and maybe the gloves. I think the gloves as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. So he doesn't have the full set of armor, and uh, and he's the marshal of that town. Basically, he's the he's protecting it from bandits, from sand people, from as it turns out, other other monsters in the Tatooine desert, a crate dragon. Um, How excited were you to see the armor? By the way, I was pretty excited, but then it was quickly yeah. like, oh, it looks dumb on him. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of like that. I sort of like that they didn't make us wait. Yeah. 
to see it. It's like right there. Boom. It's right there. He's skinny. He's skinny Boba. So you know, it's not him. They took, they took a lot of effort to make sure we saw the armor and saw that it, that it is some other guy. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause I thought that could take a whole freaking season. Well, not only you know? that, but they, and they also added the sound, like that sound of the spurs or it's not yeah. spurs, whatever it is. Uh, that yeah. sound was also there. So we know that was him following him around back in the last season when we saw that tease of it right so that is yeah. him um and yeah my yeah my initial thought was wow it's cool it's boba fett's armor it's very like obviously it's supposed to be like um acid burned or something there's kind of some kind of corrosion yeah. on it so it's come out of the sarlacc pit and um and yeah and then he quickly like sits down and takes the helmet off which again i, I don't know what's going through mando's mind at that moment where he sees the armor and he's like something's not right here and he's like okay i'll sit down and have a drink and then he sees him take the helmet off and he's like whoa whoa what's going on here like we don't take our helmets off you know what are you doing and then yeah. the guy right right away just says oh you're i've heard of mandalorians and he's like basically admits he's not one he's just wearing the armor right that's so, good yeah and and, and I, um it's all and stuff- also when he takes it off you're right that's a great moment where he just takes off the helmet and mandalorian looks at him like what kind of a poser are you like great, hair- great haircut too timothy oliphant has oh a great yeah haircut. That's uh, a nice haircut. I'm with you. Or, or hair piece, I was thinking. Is that a hair piece? No, I think it might be. He's not bald. Is he bald? I don't know. That that front part? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, well, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. But I but but I thought I could smell a hair piece there. And I'm a guy with no hair. So right. maybe, wouldn't I know? I'll take your word for it. Sure, sure. So <laughs> anyway, um, and then and then they, uh, they're they about to shoot each other. There's, there's a cool... Uh, and again, the Western feel continues through this season. Yeah. It's a great Western... Um, kind of vibe throughout. So they're about to kill each other. They're about to draw on each other. And there's a big rumble and a big shaking. And it turns out it's a crate dragon, which uh, is essentially the same thing as a sandworm uh, from yeah. Dune and or the things from the Graboids from Tremors. It's a, kind of the same yeah. thing. Basically, it goes under the sand and then kills things, uh, which is not why I pictured a crate dragon being. I know it's something we've known about for a long yeah. time. We've never seen one. Um, I think we saw a skeleton of one, didn't we, in the first first movie? We sure did. I think there's a yeah, there's a skeleton. Good a, call. I forgot about that. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, the skeleton that C-3PO walks by. Yeah, that's that's supposed yeah. to be a crate dragon. But I, yeah. you know, they say dragon, and I assume it's like a dragon with wings. That's kind of what I I always pictured in my mind, and we just didn't see that part of the skeleton, right? So I I guess they've always had it planned that it would be like a big worm like that. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. But it was very very cool to see it in person. Like that whole later on when they reveal what it looks like and everything. I mean, this is great creature design and it's so much fun um, to have them fighting this creature. So anyway, this is a, this is a creature that it's kind of like the same thing as tremors where this thing is like terrorizing the town and eating all their livestock and eating all the banthas. And um, basically like just kind of, I don't know why I wouldn't just swallow up the whole town. Like what's, what's it waiting for? The thing is huge. Um, so then, uh, then they strike a deal where Mando helps them kill the Kray dragon and, uh, and he'll give him the armor back. So, oh yeah, we skipped over that part. Mando wants the armor. He wants he wants yeah. Boba Fett's armor because it's like, you know, insulting to sacred. have somebody. It's sacred. Yeah, somebody yeah. somebody. It has to be returned to Boba Fett's uh, ancestors or whatever, right? Or or his family. Return to Mando, Mandalorian, Mandalore, or whatever. I don't know how it works. Over over the course of this episode, that t- horrible creature. Brings a lot of people who are enemies together. Yeah. That and the ultimate impact 
of that creature is that, well, we would have had a fight between the two main characters that would have ended badly, probably for the sheriff. And um, we would never... And then you're about to talk about the sand people and how they sort of play a role in here. And the idea that, um, that, um, that they are sort of at war with the humans... Uh, although I, I guess we don't call them humans. I don't know what we call them. Humanoids, people, whatever. People. I don't know. They're at war with people, and so and this creature brings them together at the same time. So this is about overcoming differences by finding a common enemy. I guess. Yeah. Yep, for sure. It's interesting that it had to like it's it's all kind of like I guess before Mando shows up, they don't have a way to communicate with the Sand People. Like clearly, Mando right. uh, can communicate with them. We see him having having like. Uh, sharing a fire with them on in the kind of montage where he's making his way up to the town, he stops and has a a meeting with some some Tuscan Raiders um, by the fire. They talk and they have their little hand signals and their way of talking. So that's kind of a cool thing. We get to see a little more into the life of the Tuscan Raiders, which we've never really seen other than you know Anakin slaughtering them <laughs> in uh, yeah in uh, the prequels. Did Did you notice something? Um... So in their in their little speeder bike chat, well, first of all, they have that great speeder bike chat with yes. the flashbacks. And, and I don't again, we're gonna ignore how it is how it's possible for him to talk to him like that while they're yeah. racing along at hundreds of miles an hour on a speeder bike. Like the wind would make that impossible to hear. It'd be hard to do. <laughs> Maybe they but, have some kind of force field around it. Anyway, I also like the um, he goes the second Death Star, mind you, yes. or whatever. Like how that how they throw that in there as a joke. Yeah, and then you get to see the citizens of uh, Tatooine celebrating the second Death Star, and then instantaneously more bad guys show up and go, "Well, the Empire's gone. Well, then we'll just take over." Yeah, the miners exactly. or whatever. Yeah, just come walking. But I kind of like that. I like the uh, the whole throwback. Oh to yeah, where the Death Star has exploded. That was what about five years before, I think. Do they say that? I don't think they've actually established the time frame, but I think it is. I think it is around five years. Okay. Um, and then, uh, then he tells the story from there how he got away from the town. He was he was picked up by Jawas. Um, he had managed to get away with some crystals, some valuable crystals or something like that. And so he trades that for the armor from the Jawas, and that's how he gets his armor. And then that armor gives him the courage to go back and fight the to, to fight the guys. I guess. I guess which I he mean, does. Which he does. Yeah, he he blows them all up with the rocket on his back. And which, uh, it's a great great scene in the Jawa bar, uh, sand crawler. Love that. And oh yeah. uh, they're offering all their nice droids and everything. Hey, have yeah. this. Hey, have this. He's like, no, no, they no. They offered him the finest wares that they had, <laughs> and uh, but there was only one thing that appealed to him that they had. He wanted that and armor. It, yeah, that so. was the armor. Yeah, the Mandalorian armor. <laughs> So yeah, that was a cool. Yeah, you're right. That was a cool little aside. And yeah. um, and the other thing I, I don't know if you noticed this, but his speeder bike, yeah. um, the Marshall speeder bike. Do you notice this? Yes, looks, I did. It looks like half of Anakin's pod racer. I think it is. You think that's like one of the engines from Anakin's pod racer? I do think it is. I think if we match it up, I haven't done that yet. But of course, like the first thing you think when you see it is like that's Anakin's pod racer. But then you, the closer you look, you're like, no, it's not the whole pod racer. It's no. the engine. It's just one of the engines. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's meant to be the same one as Anakin's. This is like 40 years later yeah. uh, or something like that since that one was operating. It could be just the same model that yeah. Anakin had. I don't, again, I don't know how these things work. I don't know if, if all these pod racers were custom built. I feel like maybe they were. I mean, they, didn't they Anakin, all look different. Didn't Anakin talk about building his own pod racer? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay, so maybe it is. Maybe it is just one yeah. of the engines from Anakin's pod racer just meant to be there as a kind of a an Easter egg, but I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the same thing. I think it is. When I saw it, I thought, that's so wizard, Annie. I thought to myself <laughs> when I saw it. So it must be yeah. because it brought me right back to that moment. That's so wizard. <laughs> um okay so then uh then they have to work together right that's kind of the cool part about this episode is that uh the townsfolk have to work with the tuscan raiders to lay the trap for the for the crate dragon which is living in an abandoned um sarlacc pit and i love the line uh there's no such thing as an abandoned sarlacc pit and amando says there is if you kill the sarlacc yeah or if you eat it or kill it i can't remember i don't remember but he's like yeah eat it yeah Yeah. so that's just because it shows you the power of this of this dragon, of this creature. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then, then uh, they, they come up with their plan to, to blow it up real good, um, which of course fails. They have to improvise. Uh, and again, some great, great oh. special effects, great scene. I mean, all of that, that whole sequence was amazing also, was it, when they're fighting. When it. he looks down, he goes, is that to scale? That the, yeah. the little model? And, he, and they go, yeah, no, actually it is to scale or whatever. That's funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of great yeah, jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There's good stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if we need to go through every single detail. Well, of not, I mean, there's it. a big battle if I have – and that, let's be an ogre for a second. If I'm a total ogre, I'll say, well, this is kind of like the episode we saw where he protected the village and uh, had to kill a monster to protect the village um, and to get a reward that he then could use to trade for something else. Yeah, I think they're combining two ideas from other episodes. Like he protected yeah. the village from, from the walker, right? That was that episode. Right. And then he killed the – other creature the the, the, the horn thing um mudhorn mudhorn he killed that to get yeah. the egg for the for the jawas and there appeared to be an egg right. in this thing too i don't know what that was but they're pretty excited to find it a, a pearl? pearl or something they were pretty like wow look at this thing they're pretty thrilled the sand people as they're chopping it up for meat there's a lot of meat i love how mando gets a big chunk of meat <laughs> too at the end yeah. he's like yeah there we baby go. yoda's leaning on it <laughs> <laughs> You're set. That was You're my set favorite Baby Yoda moment right there. Yeah, there are lots of great Baby Baby Yoda moments as well in this in this episode. Like he's always kind of there and just kind of I don't want to say he's mugging for the camera, but he's kind of like um he's always got some kind of funny expression or some kind of interesting thing happening. I thought they could really have gone overboard with Baby Yoda reactions and moments and I thought they were actually pretty light on him. Yeah, that's right. I thought yeah. it could be just the Baby Yoda show. Uh, you know, like go to jump into the deep end and just give them baby Yoda all the time. But they did not. They were very restrained, I thought, as yeah. far as those things go. Yeah, I agree. So um, and then the other thing. And so if I want to be an ogre, I could point out two mistakes that I caught. And these are continuity errors. Oh. Um, one of them is at, at one point uh, as they're approaching the cave where this creature is. And there's a Tuscan. Now, the first time they do it was funny. The first time they do yeah. it, they go up with a with a, a, a bantha, bantha. And, and they kind of peg it in place kind of like the goat in um jurassic park where they're leaving it out there as bait but then the guy yells then the guy goes his 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 sand person yell that wakes up the creature and he comes out and he kills the sand person and leaves the bantha that's funny shit was pretty pretty funny yeah and so that was the first time the second time they go out there to, to i guess to see if it's still sleeping um, this, this one sand person goes out by himself and he lays down on the ground to listen. And he, I don't know if you noticed, but he puts his gun down, flat down on the ground. And then the very next shot, they cut to a shot of him holding the gun up. 
So that, that's a continuity error. That is like we forgot where his gun was when we were shooting this. Um, the other thing is I have to rewind this to be sure, but I, I can't be sure. So they spend all this time burying all these bombs and they don't even bury all of them as it turns out, which is weird. So they bury all these bombs in the sand and then the idea is they're going to bring this thing out and then as it goes over top of the bombs, they're going to blow it up, which which they do. And then uh, it doesn't work. But um, uh, I could have sworn there was a shot there after they bury the bombs. There's a shot of that whole front of the cave immaculate like there was no sign of them burying anything and then they cut to a different shot and then you could see where they buried it so i think there was mm -hmm. at least one shot in there that they forgot to like do that part of the set or whatever uh to make it look like things were buried there so little nitpicky things like that you know there's still it, it, it happens in the best to the best of films like there's a little continuity errors and that kind of thing i noticed um, one other thing What's and that? that is uh, when Cobb gets off the speeder bike, he appears to trip for a second. Oh, <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure, but I might be I could be wrong. I just sort of noticed it out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, is his name Cobb? I didn't even catch that. Cobb Vance is that his name? Oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't I didn't catch uh, it. I don't know. They call um, him Corn on the as his nickname. His yeah. nickname is Corn on the. And then when he shows up, he's like Cobb. I get it. I get it. It's not funny. He's heard that joke 10,000 times. That's right. Does Korn exist in the Star Wars universe? It must. <laughs> How else did he get his name? He's a corn farmer, of course. Oh, and and um, and and here's where I'm being an ogre. I thought that battle went on for some time. It did go on a little bit long. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, that's like, it. That's my main complaint, and that's a very minor complaint. Yeah, but it was still fun, but it was, yeah. you're right, because it went, like, he went all the way, like, all of a sudden, it's coming out of the top of the mountain, and it's going out of the top of the other mm -hmm. mountain, and like, and it can spit uh, acid and yeah. melt people, and it's all these things that it could do that that we didn't know about. So I, I I get that they wanted to make it a challenge; it couldn't be easy. They had to lose some people along the way, and they did. But yeah. in the end, Mando killed it in spectacular yeah. fashion, and it's just kind of like he should have just scene. done that to begin with, where he just he makes it swallow the the uh, the one bantha that's got all the bombs on it that <laughs> that. Uh, um, I guess the extra bombs, I don't know, mm -hmm. that they put on there. Uh, he gets it to swallow that thing and then it and triggers it and then blows it up. And he comes out covered in slime, um, you know, looking pretty good other than the fact that he's covered in goo. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, I thought that was good. I like also liked when he um, knocked uh, Timothy Oliphant on the back and made him rock it away without... Yeah, like just basically went. Oh, you know, I'll take care of this. Give him a hit, and away he flew. Yeah, without any quite without any ability to make the decision for himself. I kind of I enjoyed that quite a bit. And I also, oh yeah, and we missed uh, one other thing that I really enjoyed was we saw the sand people with their gaffy sticks cleaning the teeth of the bantha. <laughs> yeah, brushing the teeth. But that's basically a toothbrush. Yeah, that's right. Or that is. is it? Do they use it for everything? Like I was trying to figure out. They probably use it for everything. That basically they're telling us that they're attacking Luke with a toothbrush in a, in a New Hope. They probably, it's just a multi tool, right? They use they use it for the and you got to yeah. keep those bantha. The plaque it kills those banthas. I tell you, you got to keep the oh. keep their teeth clean. Um, Gotta keep uh, it clean. How do you suppose um, Cobb gets the missiles for his missile pack? We see him shoot it twice in this thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, it's if it's so difficult to find, and maybe it's like a, any missile will fit in yeah. there. I don't know. We, we don't know the details. But he clearly he has, like, multiple missiles that he reloads that thing with. And I'm not sure of the mechanics of how that works with the targeting system. Because he has to bend over to, to shoot it. You know, that was kind of weird. So he, the thing comes down, he's got his little targeting thing on his, which is cool, like the little thing that sticks up is, is the targeting yeah. sensor. But I would just like say, okay, it goes up and then goes 
Like it's still, he should, she shouldn't have to bend over. Oh. Right? You just like brace yourself. It goes up and then comes down and, and hits the, because if it locks on, it locks on, right? So I don't know. It's like a throwback to the action figure. He dropped his pants and he fired a rocket. Where he's bent over. The action figure is bent over. So I guess I guess the real if you have the uniform, you got to do what the what the figure does, which yes. is bend over. And it's probably how many children imagine Boba Fett yeah. which launches rocket if, right. if you were to do that, right? As you're playing with the figure, that's what yeah. happens. So. I'll buy that, but I I definitely buy the fact he bends to shoot it. But like you, I I definitely thought for a minute about like, sorry, where do you buy these missiles? <laughs> on Tatooine, how do you get the like? If everybody had could buy those, that wouldn't be very good. They'd be going off all the time. Like, what's gun control like on Tatooine? Like, what's happening there? Who's who's in charge? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. It's the Wild West out there, literally. Um, what else? Anything else? He gets the armor. Oh yes, of course. And, uh, yes. Which which uh, Timothy Oliphant hands over willingly, and I thought he might not. I thought it might be one of those. Well, you helped me, but I'm keeping this armor, and then they, he would he would kill him, but he didn't. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I guess they try to make it clear at the beginning, or or whenever they tell that guy's story, like how much the armor helps him, because like it does deflect a blaster shot or whatever of of one of the attackers. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he can do that job without the armor. He doesn't need the armor for that. Like he can just protect that town on his own now. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And then we got the big, the big shot, the money shot at the end there, which is what you're talking about being a historic uh, day in Star Wars. I can't believe it was in this episode. I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's again. Like, I, yeah. was, I was going to say almost everything in this episode, like there were things we knew about this season, and it's almost all revealed in this first episode, right? Yeah. Timothy Oliphant and then uh, Tamara, Mor- Tamara Morrison. Uh, we see him at the end, um, looking. I guess it's Boba Fett. It's supposed to be it's Boba him. Fett, is it not? Yeah. Okay. It's Boba Fett. He got a haircut. He's got the Kenton Larson haircut. Which is no hair, <laughs> and and uh, he um he also um is looks like he has been kind of walking around like an Obi Wan Kenobi guy with weapons, like almost like a samurai warrior walking around. I find it the only thing, and it was amazing. I it blew me away, and I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I almost I got, I'm gonna have to watch it again because it was so it was like a thing that we imagined ten billion times, and to actually see sure. it, I almost couldn't get my mind around it. What did you think when you saw it? Well, I was surprised. And at first I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be Boba Fett or is this just another clone? Like oh. that did run through my True. mind. But I think it's I think it is supposed to be Boba yeah. Fett because a clone would be much older. Right. Um, if you think about like the age again, Boba Fett is, you know, he was a kid uh, at the same time as like when when uh, in the in the prequels and so he's like 40 something or 50 something now right he's not super old whereas a clone trooper would be old, much older um so there is that and my question my question is cuz throughout the episode what I was thinking was well there's no way Boba Fett survived the sarlacc if they just found his armor like that like and and if we're assuming that you know Jawas came across the armor somewhere um, why would Boba Fett leave it? Like, why would Boba Fett not take his armor with him if it's so important to the to the Mandalorian culture? Why would he? Not, even if it's damaged, why would he not keep it with him? Why would he abandon it? 
and and I guess what I speculate is to happening. So anyway, that what I was saying was that like I was t not expecting it to be him at the end. I thought it was totally like they were going to confirm that yes, he's dead, and and if he shows up, it's going to be in a flashback or something. But no, that he is alive, and he clearly took the armor off at some point to to possibly to escape the Sarlacc. Like maybe that's how it happened, right? Maybe that's how he got out of there by taking the armor off somehow. But I thought I don't know. Okay, so I thought about it logically and. Kind of thought, okay, are you telling me that Boba Fett didn't go after this panty waist with his armor on? That he that he didn't go after that guy? <laughs> that he couldn't? He didn't have the solution to that problem? And I think I he must have known about it. He could have found it if he wanted it. Um, and and maybe be, maybe it's a mark of humiliation of some kind. We don't even know if Boba Fett's really an honest to goodness Mandalorian in terms of does he follow the. The law of the Mandal of Mandalore. Oh yeah, he... well, I mean, he does seem like a bit, yeah, because of the way he grew yeah. up. Like he did not grow up as part of the Mandalorian culture, right? He was he was raised by his father until until uh, his father Samuel yeah. Jackson cut off his head, right? And then he, he looked at his head and then went off and did his own thing. Um, so yeah, we don't know. We don't know what what Boba Fett's all about, really. We know that he's a he's yeah. he's a bounty hunter. He does abide by the code, yeah. so to speak. Like there was a lot of talk. In the opening, like um, recap about the code, we saw Werner Herzog, and the you know yeah. we thought you you went by this code, and I think it's pretty clear that Boba Fett does based on his past um, actions, right? Like just this whole thing about getting Han Solo and turning him over to Jabba the Hutt. That's that's about money. It's about following the bounty hunter code. But uh, well, who knows what's happening now with him because it's been so long. It could have changed. I think it's a it's a better it's an easier sell if you say he rejected his past when he came out of there or it was a mark of humiliation. And so now he's living a nomadic lifestyle. Um, and a whole bunch of things went through my mind. Like, um, uh, is he going to go after the Mandalorian now to get his armor back? Is he just going to stay where he is? Is he on a journey? Like, could Samuel L. Jackson still be alive? That, that crossed my mind. He's a guy who likes to get revenge, that Boba Fett guy. So if that were the case, that could be quite, that could be very interesting in terms of another character who could come back. Um, and, uh, and how long, do, oh, well, and the last one, will we see a flashback of Boba getting out of the Sarlacc pit? And I think I we so. have to, like, I thought the flashback that we saw today set that up, set the possibility yeah. up that we would in fact see that before this season's over. And will we, will we see Boba Fett again this season? I don't know. What do you think? Oh well, yes. Uh, I think he will. He will confront Mando and and ask for the armor back. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and then and then we'll see that story being told. I think we'll have you know uh, uh, Timur Morrison telling the story of how he escaped from that that Sarlacc. Maybe it's because the Kray Dragon ate it. I don't know. Like we don't know how that possibly could have happened. Um, oh, that's true. It did seem like you're right. Right. The, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it could be uh, Kray dragons eat sarlaccs all the time. Yeah. I don't know, right? And then he crapped it out. Maybe. <laughs> that's it. He crapped it I out. think that's pretty good. He crapped out the armor. I think that's pretty good. I never thought of that. That's yeah. a good. That's a that's okay. a good theory. <laughs> Boy, we really. Uh, I love it. We talk we talk this out, and then we ended up with crap this out. That's right. I, I just I really enjoy the the, the deep yeah. dive into into like Tatooine yeah. and the kind of all that stuff and all the all the new details we're getting about this world that we've never had before. That's what I really love about this series, and uh, and yeah, I mean 
we can make some guesses as to where this is going to go. Like most of what we saw in the trailer, the only thing we haven't seen is the boat trip on the ocean, the person he runs into at the docks. Like they're obviously, obviously they're gonna they're still following the same format as last season, which is like a an episode, like a monster of the week kind of a thing. I think that's gonna be every every week he's gonna go to a different planet, meet some different people, have an adventure, and then go off to do go off in his next. You know, he's like the littlest hobo, goes off to his next adventure. Yeah, um, adventure. So that mission. is gonna be the case. Yeah, yeah. And and so we'll see where he goes next, but. A lot. I mean, in true Star Wars fashion, a lot of what was revealed in that um, in that trailer or in the, the first couple trailers was in this episode. Right? They're not giving away too much here. They, they're not. They're not. You know, we still have no idea where this. They is going. would have totally ruined that trailer. I think to show Timothy Oliphant in the Boba Fett armor. I think that yeah. would have been that would have spoiled this episode too much. So I think they made yeah, good decisions around that. I'd rather see nothing in the trailer. And just go like, whoa, be super like today. I was just so blown away by it. Like to me, it completely reminded me of seeing a Star Wars movie on opening day where you're just pumped Mm -hmm. up for it and you go see it and you're like, oh my God, I was like so excited. I forgot. I like, I forgot half the stuff. Like I, I'm going to need to watch it. Definitely going to need to watch this one again and look a Mm -hmm. little more, a little more closely at some of those details and stuff. But I thought um, overall, like it's, uh, it just seems like no time has passed between the finale of, of season one and this one well it, it, in, in reality no time has passed for mando right like he went she went straight from that you know fighting off of um oh that's the other thing we didn't see was giancarlo esposito at all this episode um right. i wonder if we're gonna wait i wonder if we're gonna wait until the end mm-hmm. of the season to see him again like i don't i don't see him coming back for a lot um he is still the main bad guy and he does have the dark saber which has to be explained at some point um, but yeah, we could go a couple episodes before we see him. We see right? most stuff through Mando's eyes in the uh, in the episodes. Like we're sort we sort of stick where Mando is. Not always, yeah. not a hundred percent of the time, but most of the time, we sort yeah. of we're we're kind of like on Mando's team, seeing what he's what. It, so we don't see um, we don't see um, Moff Gideon uh, like scheming on his cruiser or anything it's not like uh the star wars movies where you sort of get to see both sides doing their thing and then at the Mm -hmm. end they come together and have a big fight sort of thing it's more like uh it's more it just happens at the spur of the moment and we just sort of follow the story but i'm always surprised Mm -hmm. like uh, like if this is a western they could really drag this out they could really drag it out and just like keep us hanging week to week to week to week like just like like star wars video games used to do when they'd be like, "No, no, you're Dash Rendar. You don't get to. You don't get to be anything cool in this game. Get lost, that kind of thing." And I thought, yeah. uh, what I like about what they're doing with this is that some some episodes they just throw the whole kitchen sink at you, and other episodes a little bit slower, and, and which is great. Like I sort of like the the guessing. It's not the same every week. The pacing, and I like I love that the first episode just threw so much at us, which I was not expecting. And it was almost yeah. an hour long. Oh yeah, fifty-four minutes. I thought, I yeah. thought, um, I thought that we were going to see a lot of Mando walking through nothing in the desert and in a storm. I was like, this is going to be nothing. Uh, he's going to leave the baby again with uh, Amy Sedaris. That's what I figured. I was like, ah, he's going to go on some adventure. I never thought that they'd give us Timothy Oliphant in the armor and that and and Boba Fett himself at the end of the episode. Like that was a. Uh, like I, I'm just blown away by that. I loved it. I love that. I love seeing it. I and now, you remember how I how I've 
mercilessly every time Pablo comes to town. I'm like, so, so Pablo, what is it? Alive or dead? What is it with that Boba Fett guy? What is it? Alive or dead? And he's like, he's neither alive nor dead. He is frozen in he's time. Schrodinger's fat. He's frozen in time within the Sarlacc itself, like, or whatever, whatever yeah. his answer was. Now he can just go, he's alive. It's made Pablo's <laughs> life so much easier on Twitter. Oh, I suspect that Pablo's life is, is going to get a lot harder with all the other stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, what was it again? Uh, there was something coming. Another thing about that book he wrote about the Star Wars book. Uh-huh. I can't remember what it was now. I saw it in I saw it in passing. I don't know if I can find it now. But there was another another quote unquote reveal about information that. Um, Oh, of course, everything I look for now is the Mandalorian reviews. Yeah. Have you seen any of the reviews? No, I, I uh, purposely avoided them. Like, I was Mr. No Social Media before I watched this. I just shut everything right down, and then I taught two classes, and then I came to see you. So I, okay. <laughs> I haven't re- I Oh, I did do something, and that is check Twitter just to see the trends because I want to know how bad the spoilers are for future weeks. Like, like, are we playing with fire here? And the answer is it was... Um, the things that were trending were the Mandalorian, uh, I think John Favreau, and I think I don't think there was anything that was trending that would tell you Tamura Morrison or Boba Fett at that moment that I checked. So it, it, it I, I think if I would have checked, I would have been okay. Okay. Um, right now, just checking on Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, the season, this episode has a ninety six percent rating. On Rotten Tomatoes, that's a that's a critic score, and the audience score is ninety percent. So overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so good to have it back, and it's the Star Wars that's getting it done these days, getting it done, just filling us with the with the old Star Wars nostalgia. That's at the same time that it sets new ground. It's just a delight. You know, so so much of it is so good, and there were Baby Yoda moments, but he was not. Uh, they didn't go all look who's talking part two, and I was afraid they would. I was already he speaks. <laughs> yeah. And his voice is Gilbert Gottfried. No. <laughs> well, I don't awesome. think that was a Look Who's Talking to, or was it? What was it? <laughs> uh, I think it was Danny DeVito and Look Who's Talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito and someone else. I think Rosie, uh, uh, Roseanne Barr. Maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, that's it's Roseanne Barr. No, that was yeah. the one with the pets. That was the one with the talking oh, pets. Oh God! Bruce Willis was the voice of the baby in "Look Who's Talking" and "Look Who's Talking." What was to. the one? Uh, John Ritter, uh, the parent, something, or what was it? The problem, problem child. child. Did the could the child talk in that one? Is that what I'm? Yeah, because he's a normal kid. It's not a baby. It's like a regular kid. But do you hear his thoughts? What am no. I thinking? <laughs> what movie? I have no I, idea. I just saw recently, I saw a video about Problem Child. It was really interesting. Apparently, it's, it's better than we remember. Um, okay, so I'm looking at a lot. Here's some audience reviews for The Mandalorian Season yeah. 2. One of them gave a two-star rating. What? Plotted along. Overproduced and lacks spirit. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, give me a, a break. That's a troll. Somebody, someone commented. I, I tweeted. I, um, I, w- I watched The Mandalorian at 6 in the morning because I didn't want it to be spoiled, and now i got to make sure I don't spoil it. That was my tweet, something like that. And somebody yeah. responded, I read reviews, and it sounds at least like it's better than Season 1, like someone who hated Season 1. And I was like, yeah, I didn't do anything. I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't say anything. I was like, I'm going to get into it with this guy if I... If I like, if you hated season one, why? What are you doing searching for the Mandalorian online? It was no one yeah. I know. 
No one I know. Okay, it's weird. Yeah. Um, here's a great uh, write-up. This is four and a half stars. The first episode was great fun. Cobb Vanth, that's the name, that's the name of the guy. Vanth? Was an interesting Western-style character. Vanth is in like V-A-N-T-H. Oh, I thought it was Vance C-E. No, okay. Vanth. I, uh, maybe this person's wrong. I don't know. The ties to the Aftermath novels were a real surprise. I mean, maybe this person didn't know because we knew about that beforehand. We knew that was coming. Well, well, we thought it might be, but it didn't have to come. They could have done anything they wanted with that character, right? Yeah, and then it says, seeing a scene basically recreated for the books makes reading them feel like an actual payoff. Well, I don't know what scene they're talking about. Well, in the book, if, if memory serves me right, it was, there's a sheriff on Tatooine, and some say his Mandalorian armor has acidic marks on it or something like that. Uh, like, it was it was, um, it was was written okay. in a flowery way that where they were basically saying, hey, it's Boba Fett. Yeah, but it wasn't. I guess they were teasing us with that. Or it's Boba Fett's armor, I should say. That's basically what it was saying. The way the show can unite the fans by tying in the prequels, originals, sequels, and legends cannot be overstated. Can't wait for next week. And I do like that this show does that. It does tie in little elements of everything, right? It does. It kind of unites all of Star Wars. The only thing that we really haven't tied into is the sequel trilogy, um, but I'm sure that's coming. I'm sure they will do something to, to wilk ahead. I keep thinking... Like, I, after today, like, I don't want it to be, to, to turn into, like, um, I, what I like about the show is that it's, like, the little corner of the galaxy, uh, telling a story that happens there. And if we start bringing in too many uh, high rollers here, then it starts to become a little more like, oh, it's uh, it's just like the chapter movies. Oh, it's just like, it's, it starts to become just like everything else. But now that I've said that, now I'm going to go back completely on what I've just said and say, man, wouldn't it be a kick to see Mr. Mark Hamill come and get Baby Yoda? Wouldn't that would just be. be something? Yeah. Like they could do it. They could do it so we don't actually see him. They could do it so he's in his X-Wing fighter. They could do it so uh, we hear his voice and we don't see him. Or they imply that it's him or whatever. Or they get the Winter Soldier to play uh, Luke Skywalker at that age, and uh, and he just is in shadow or something like mm-hmm. Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. There's a million things you could do. So part of me is like, ah, stay out of this, and the other part of me is like, just a cameo wouldn't hurt. A little, a little Luke cameo. <laughs> I I honestly would not be surprised to see that. I think that yeah. it's definitely a possibility. Could happen at this point. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, I'm sure Mark Hamill would be up for it. He yeah. seems to be doing lots of stuff around Star Wars. These days, so yeah, I, I I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be very cool. Do you think they flew Tamira Morrison all the way from New Zealand to stand yes. there, stand in front of their digital screen so they could do that shot, and then they flew yes. him back? Or do you think? Do you or who knows where he lives? I'm guessing he lives there, but what do I know? Um, do, or do you think? Um, do, like, part of me was hoping that 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 he lives on the other side of the world because they wouldn't bring him in for nothing. You know what I mean? Like they give him a bigger role, and I hope well, he does have think, a bigger that's role. That's what I think happened. I think they do. He does have a bigger role in this. Yeah. Uh, if we never see him again for the rest of the season, that will be a, that will be a disappointment. Do you think sure. he has the slave one still, still parked at Moss Eisley? Where where would it be? I guess it would be yeah. at Moss Eisley, right? I don't, or maybe in Jabba's parking lot. The, I don't know. How how don't soon know how did he crawl out of that pit? That's what we need to know. Yeah, that's right. It had to be pretty quick. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that could be answered this way, and I don't I don't think we're going to spend much more time on Tatooine no. this season. But I mean, think about what would have happened after Jabba died and after his barge exploded. What happened to his palace? Right. Who took over? There would have been, I guess, there would have been another hut 
Um, they're kind of like the mafia of the Star Wars universe. So there would have been another hut installed there, probably, to, to oversee things, oversee Jabba's, um, you know, stuff that he was working on. Um, so would Boba's ship be at Jabba's palace? I think it would be at Jabba's palace because that's where he was. That's a good so, probably. Do, do, do you have uh, the internet open? I do. Could you look Weequay, W-E-E-Q-U-A-Y? I'm... I'm quite sure he said, how's it going, Weequay? Working behind the bar there. Tell me what yeah, you... it is. Is it him? Oh, he's, a, he's a skiff guard. It doesn't say anything about him. I'll do Weequay Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, it's already a, it's already a suggested term here. Is it there? Weequay Mandalorian. So it's the guy who was on the skiff. It is, yeah. So he made it out. He did. He was on one of the smaller skiffs. So he would know that that's Boba Fett's armor. Yes, he would. But so the name never came up, did it? Wait. Oh, the weak way is the name of the race. What? Oh, it's not oh. the name of the guy. No. Oh, so that wouldn't necessarily—that's a member of the race. It is not a of the alien species. It is not a. It's not a guy's name. No, this is from um, this is an article from four days ago, and they say a, se- a still from season two. It just shows the image yeah. of him at the bar with with the, the bartender, and he says he is a member of the Weequay alien race. So it doesn't say it's the same person. Okay, I'm gonna have to uh, pay uh, when I watch it again. I'm gonna pay closer attention to that scene because I could swear he goes, "Hey, Weequay, how's it going?" But maybe, well, maybe he's just saying it's like somebody saying, "Hey, human." Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey, what's up? Hey, man. That's the version yeah. of Hey, man. Hey, Weequay. Yeah. Although they probably shorten it. Hey, Quay. <laughs> hey, Quay. Anyway, it's, it was great. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm, look, I'm excited to watch it again. Excited for the next episode. And what we'll do is, I don't know if we should just go weekly for Star Wars nerds or not and just do recaps every week. Or maybe uh, we come back to it every two weeks. What do you think we should do? Well, it's uh, you know what? Part of me says, well, it depends on the episode. Like, if it's an episode like the one where the Mandalorian protected the village and the walker came out, ah, you could wait a couple days to do that one. That's not... But when something big happens, like, my God, Boba, Boba Fett, Fett is standing there. Up. Like, you got to do... It's it's so ridiculously huge in the Star Wars universe. It's like, no. if you To put it off is a, is a major problem. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe we think about it this week. All right. We'll see what happens next week. They're we'll releasing stills in advance of these episodes, it looks like. So, if we see something that looks like it's maybe hinting at something big happening, then maybe we should... Uh... Here's the thing. I suspect next week we're going to do media nerds and talk about the election. That's, oh, that's yeah, yeah. Like the main topic next week, and we're going to talk about the election and what we saw on election night. So I'd propose we do that. If it, yeah. if it also happens to be an interesting Mandalorian episode, we might do both if we have oh, time. Yeah. Um, we could do that. I will. But, I'll have time. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a busy week for media, for Star Wars and oh. for regular media. So there's a lot to talk about. So I think we might, we just kind of come to see how it goes and, and uh, play by ear. And I swear to God, Donald Trump better not declare war on Canada and stop dro- start dropping nuclear bombs because we'll never see the end of the Mandalorian if that no happens. No kidding. No. Yes, please. No, listen, yeah. I was watching CNN last night oh, and no. they were making, oh, no, you know, actually I was watching CBC and they were making it sound like, like they were worried, like these are t- uh, people from the government worried that, you know, Trump is going to like not leave office and it's going to cause another civil war yeah. in the States. Like think about all the people down. Anyway, it's a whole other thing. It's, it's a pretty messy, but we'll see what happens next week. One of our colleagues told me on Twitter yesterday that the mooch, Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch says oh, yeah. that Trump is too much of a, of a wuss when push comes to shove and he'll go. 
Oh, okay. He says he's like, forget it. He's all talk. Um, but but Could very well be true. That does not preclude him actually winning. That which is which is a whole other thing. And um, and who know, and not leaving and etc etc etc. So we might have um, we might feel the opp- the oppression of the man when we look at watch the next episode of Mandalorian, or we might feel like they did at the end of Return of the Jedi when the Emperor statue, you see it coming down, <laughs> and everybody's yeah. cheering and their fireworks yeah. are in the sky and all the Ewoks are dancing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah that's cool. right. And and uh, uh, the Ewoks, the two different songs the Ewoks sang, depending on the version of the movie, that'll be us. Yeah. Pretend. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Until then, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Take it, 421. You copy.